Welcome to the Professional Plumber Podcast. We hope that these podcasts will bring some insight into who we are and what we do. So while in conversation with the PIRB, sit back, enjoy, and make sure to connect with the PIRB on Facebook or at PIRB.co.za for more. A warm welcome to our audience. My name is Willem Klopper. I am your host. And this is part two of an episode in which we discuss the plumbing five-year strategy as driven by the PIRB, IOPSA, and various other stakeholders within the plumbing industry. Now, with me in studio, I have Mr. Lee Smith, the chairman of the board of the PIRB, and I have Mr. Brendan Reynolds, the executive director of IOPSA. A warm welcome to the both of you, gentlemen, and thanks for joining us in studio. Thanks, Willem. Thanks, Willem. We'll give our guests the opportunity to introduce themselves right after this. Don't forget to download the all-new and improved App Plumber from the Google Play Store. All your plumbing solutions are just a click away, exclusively for Android users. All right, so as usual, just before I shoot with all of the other questions, uh, just a brief introduction of your yourselves. I'll kick off, Willem. I'm a plumber by trade. Um, so I've been in the trenches, understand the... Uh, the difficulties of being a plumber, the difficulties of being a business owner. I've been in the trade for 20 years. Came up, as I said, through the trenches with my dad also having a plumbing business. Uh, studied uh, construction management as well. Um, got very much involved with the Institute of Plumbing in about 25 years ago. Through that process, um, uh, you know, instead of sitting on the sidelines and, you know, shouting and saying, you know, what are you doing, you know, for me? Or for us, I got in and said, well, let's make a difference by doing rather than shouting. And then through that process, one of the, the activities that we undertook was the creation of the Plumbing Industry Registration Board. And uh, uh, the PRLB was created. Uh, it went off and started to do its own activities, working very closely with the Institute of Plumbing. And currently, I serve as the chairman of the Plumbing Industry Registration Board. Brennan. Thanks, Willem. Yeah, so... Um, I uh, have been in the plumbing industry for about 25 years. I'm not a plumber, but I've been involved in many aspects of, of the plumbing industry from uh, retailing, selling, um, importing, uh, a little bit on the manufacturing side of things. Uh, also, th I'm third generation in this industry. But early on, I, I understood the value of having a plumbing association and um, and about six years ago, I, I left the trade and went into a different business with my wife and um, really always longed to be back in this industry. It gets into your bones. And so when the opportunity arose, I, um, I came back as the executive director of IOPSA about three years ago. So let's get back to the pillars of the, the five-year strategy. Would, would you get to elaborate and explain the pillars, please? Yeah, cool. So the pillar number one is coordinating the ecosystem. And this really speaks about um, having a central point or a, or a, or a unified uh, communication uh, network. So, so currently, if a, a young person wants to know how to become a plumber, there's so many different uh, messages coming to them from various different places that it becomes very confusing. Uh, also, uh, the stakeholders in the industry uh, are running in different directions. 
So trying to achieve certain goals, very often similar goals, but through different methodologies. And uh, what happens is we, we start working parallel to each other. And at, at times we start working at cross purposes to each other, where if we uh, coordinate, if we're able to coordinate what, uh, what the majority of people in the industry are doing, uh, then we'll be able to achieve much, much better goals. And, and, and this needs to be done intentionally. Uh, so we need to, and that's why you need a strategy document so that, so that everybody is on board to achieve the same goals, uh, you know, the, the, the growth and the, and the upliftment of our industry. Um, and then, you know, just to, uh, to grow the consumer's understanding as you, as you spoke about, uh, is, uh, the, the consumers getting mixed messages from all over the places, loads of different people communicating all sorts of different things about, how to be a plumber, what it means to be a plumber, what uh, what a plumber should be doing or shouldn't be doing, or can you use a qualified or not qualified plumber, or, you know, all those sort of, there's so many mixed messages that consumers really are confused and they don't know what is right and what is uh, what is wrong. So it's about coordinating the stakeholders and all the players in the industry uh, to, to work together towards common purpose. Yeah, and no, I just want to add to that is that, there's a perception out that this machine is broken. The reality, it's not broken. It's just firing at different times. And as, as Brendan indicated, that it's running at cross purposes. And it's just a matter of aligning them, bringing them that we're all on the same hymn sheet. We're all talking exactly the same language. And we know that if an apprenticeship, uh, apprenticeship is needed or a learner needs to go through the process, this is how the process, not being told by, well, no, you've got to do it like this. And then the next person adds his five cents in and then they go in this direction and that direction. So the elements are there. They just need to be aligned and brought into uh, the right direction. Yeah. So the second pillar is uh, driving growth for the future. And this, this is one that's particularly close to my heart. Uh, is uh, is is if, uh, that we need to start looking at the new technologies that are available in the world, uh, and what opportunities these present. So uh, many, well, not many years ago, twenty years ago, say uh, the plumbing industry changed at a very slow pace. Not only the plumbing industry, but industry changed at a very slow pace. What we're seeing is that uh, that uh, change is speeding up. Uh, there's more new methods, there's more new products, there's more different materials that we've never seen before. There's, uh, there's fourth industrial revolution type things that are coming into play. And in a lot of ways, uh, the, the trades generally, not only plumbing, the trades have for a long time sat back and said, well, we kind of immune to this uh, because, you know, we work with our hands all day and every day. But what we're seeing more and more and more is uh, is technologies coming in that are catching not only our industry but the trades in general completely unawares so it's about looking towards the future uh, the opportunities that the future holds how we get our industry ready how we make sure that our standards and our laws and our our teaching uh, and 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 skilling how that is ready for the changes that are that are coming and how then our industry can become uh, more successful in the future. And then part of that, a big part of that, obviously, is the issues around green technology and water risk management. So, you know, uh, not only so South Africa is a water-scarce country, but the, uh, but more and more we're starting to see that the world is a water-scarce sure. place. 
um, and uh, how do we prepare ourselves as an industry for what's coming at us? Uh, there's some quite scary things that are that, that are coming at us, but uh, there's great solutions. So how do we get ourselves ready? How do we make sure that uh, our laws and standards are ready for these technologies? And how do we make sure that, that uh, plumbers are trained adequately in order to take advantage of these? And uh, some of them can be really, really lucrative uh, and really great for plumbing businesses. So uh, very, very exciting wonders. Yeah, it's one, one don't want to fall, fall behind, you know, lack behind. I mean, I think certainly that's where one of the methods used is CPD, continuous professional development, for plumbers to keep up to up to speed with what's going on, the new trends, the new methods, the new technologies out there. Um, so what was that, Willem? Sorry, <laughs> what, did, what was that word that you used? <laughs> I'm a bit lost there. What is the CPD about? <laughs> Sorry, I'm just being <laughs> So I mean, I, I always compare it with, with uh, you know, if you go to a dentist and you have to have a teeth pulled, and this dentist says to you, yeah, sure, have a seat. And, uh, you know, I've, I've been trained by my journeyman 20 odd years ago. And uh, the only method that I know and the only tools that I have to my avail is that I'm going to pull your tooth with the pliers. And if you're willing to just sit down and I'm going to pull your tooth. And that's all because that dentist didn't keep up with latest methods new new tools of to, that he can use um, and I'm sure that people will not in this day and age choose that, that specific dentist and will yeah, not unless, in that unless they're willing to pay for that <laughs> <laughs> they're not willing to pay a professional fee they've got a choice haven't they <laughs> yeah. I just want to add so. to uh, to Brendan's um, uh, he spoke specifically about uh, growing the future in the technology side with regards to the trade itself but we mustn't forget that the the pace of business has increased considerably and the pace with, uh, not the pace, the, the, the technology changed within the business operations is completely different than what we did five years ago. Yeah. So it's also that aspect. I mean, I had a conversation with um, somebody yesterday about the different new applications for businesses making our businesses paperless. So yes, it's also that aspect. It's yeah, just the it's just not about the the technology side, uh, not the technology side, the the trades side with regards to the new pipelinings or the new different uh, polymer pipes or whatever it is. It's also on the business side of things. Absolutely, yeah. And just to get back to your point about CPD and CPD is really important uh, in in talking about driving growth for the future, but. Uh, it, it actually goes even deeper than that because there's, there's, uh, there's some technologies that are coming in that uh, CPD, would, CPD type training would just be completely inadequate to deal with the, those issues. And some of them, we actually need to learn completely new skills. So uh, it, it's an element of, it's a bit of both. Uh, we, need, we need somebody that's looking at the future and seeing what's coming at us uh, instead of uh, currently what's happening is the, the technology or the products arrive on our shores uh, and uh, people start using them and we really don't know. Our laws are not ready. Our standards are not ready. We're not training people in, in the colleges and in the schools to, to use these products. So for them, it's, for them it's, it's a completely new skill in some instances that they need to learn. Um, so it's... Um, it's a bit more, CPD is important, but a little bit more than CPD. We were also looking at, at proud to be a professional. Yes, correct. Yeah, 100%, which is uh, very much in our uh, domain. 
not, not that, again, so let's be clear when I say our domain, <laughs> because we're the professional body, it's about changing that perception of that plumber, changing up, and, and, and that, that's working with the plumber to uplift him, and when he uplifts himself, is changing that himself, his perception of himself, and then pushing that on, once we change that perception onto the consumer, to say use a professional. So, so it's a it's it's quite a big task. This it's not a, because we're coming from a very low base. Um, and I'm, I mean that with all due respect, um, because of the the way in which a plumber's um, uh, trade was seen and eroded over time. We now have to work with the industry and change that perception by bringing all the elements. And once we change that that idea and that perception we can now start shifting it onto the consumer and the broader context, onto the learners coming into it because we struggle to get learners into the, uh, the trade. It's, it's immense, a massive problem. They, uh, in the industry, everybody wants to run off to university. So we have to uplift that. Uh, that uh, we, 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 uh, we are on the cusp of where we have lifted it up to a level where we can now start going out into the broader concept, the consumer and uh, to the 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 the, uh, the learners. When I say the learners, I'm talking about the students and inviting them into the trade as well from that perspective. But it's just good to know that it starts within the plumber themselves, and that that perception needs to change. There, they need to realise their their worth and their value um, within within civilization. I mean, civilization cannot exist without plumbing. Um, you know. What are we going to back, go back to the ice age and, and go and dig a hole if we if we need to to do a number one or a number two? So uh, pers- the perspective needs to change from within themselves. If if one if you don't believe in yourself, then how can anybody else else believe in you? Um, yeah, and I think it's also you know we, we touched on earlier about the uh, the foundations with regards to um, participation and transforming the industry. This is a big component in that specific space. Is that you know we must be seen as one industry. You know, not just about you know previously disadvantaged people. They they you know they are on the tools and they don't you know they're not uh, um, there to come up. Not that we need to bring everybody together. Everybody as one. As, and we stand as one industry when we move forward. Yeah, uh, I think uh, I think the element there that that speaks very much to me is pride, uh, and um, you know, having travelled, having been fortunate to travel to some other countries in the world and interact with plumbers um, and training institutions in other parts of the world, you know, uh, the tradesmen in general and specifically plumbers are really actually very highly regarded in society. In, in many, many other countries across the world. Uh, and yet in South Africa, it's, it's almost treated as this throwaway um, profession. Like if you can't do anything else, then, then go into a trade or into plumbing. Uh, and that's a very sad state of affairs for, an, for, a, for a trade that is so critically important and critically important to the future because uh, the future of not only South Africa, but the world uh, in in uh, uh, the changing environment and global warming and uh, water scarcity mm. and that sort of thing, plumbers are going to be super super critical. And really, we need to be proud that uh, our industry is 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 a really really important industry, as we all saw during COVID. Absolutely. Before we continue with our conversation, have a listen to this. 
plumber training has never been easier with articulated plumber courses. Enroll now to upskill yourself at your own pace and earn CPD points. Our informative and easy-to-follow courses can be found on iopsatraining.co.za. Don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at Articulated Plumber. And now, back to our conversation. The last, uh, one of the, the, you know, the four pillars, uh, empowering legislative environment. Yeah, it's a tough one. I wouldn't say a tough one, but it's a necessity, a key point. You know, uh, it's interesting to note that in the national building regulations, the only trade that is mentioned is a plumber. But yet anybody can basically trade as a plumber in South Africa. Just go down the road. There's no form of formal registration. There's no barrier to entry. We have certain municipalities that have some form of register in the country. Um, that's literally two out of 260 municipalities. And uh, we as an industry, while, the, while the, the professional body has started that process and started the rock and the cornerstone of that thing, but there's still a very long way to go with regards to to becoming a proper environment in which plumbers can operate in because i mean going back to the previous one you know professional environment if if you want to be a professional but anybody can enter the trade and take your work away from you mm. then you can't it's how difficult it is to create that specific environment i, I used to use the the um, example of a and again no disrespect to teachers is that uh, teachers would say well i've had enough of teaching i'm now going to go and take my pension and what you find is a lot of them shift into the building, you know, the building space or the plumbing space or the trade space. But try, you try it so, so they can move into your space and take work away from you as plumbers. But yet, if I wish to become a teacher, you sorry, to, you have to be registered, you have to meet a certain mm-hmm. requirement, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And I'm saying, well, what's the difference? Exactly. And, 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 and let's not forget how important uh, uh, plumbing is in the broader perspective of the, the built environment. But Lee, it's, it's clear that only when people understand the risks that are involved with plumbing done incorrectly and not according to a standard and not being governed, if I can put it that way for a lack of better words, not being sort of held accountable, held accountable and governed. Uh, um, the, the, it's only when people start to understand that that they realize the necessity of the legislation that needs to be in place to to make sure that plumbers are qualified, that plumbers do have the correct knowledge and skills and competencies, that they do work according to specific standards. Because if each one of them just do their own thing, can you imagine that, I mean, how things would fall apart? And, and certainly... It's it's only then, then when people start to realize, okay, the, the, the necessity of what you're saying now. Correct, 100%. I think the challenge is, is that it's shifting from that space, from the space of ungovernance to a space of governance. And that's where the big challenge lies in is because when you start shifting, the cats all start screaming, <laughs> you know, and those who are in the right space are okay but those that are in the wrong space, what they would do is they try and devalue the process because they don't want to change mm. instead of uplifting themselves and moving to the right space. So that's where one of the biggest challenges coming. Uh, to, just to extend on that specific thing is that um, 
the biggest the biggest argument in the 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 sector is that I go and quote somebody right as a professional, as a PRRB who I will issue a certificate knowing I've got to be audited, yet the person who is unqualified and doing the thing incorrectly has got a lower margin than what I have. And therefore, now who's right and who's wrong? Mm. Where I get supported from the legislative environment or the legal environment versus the um, the people that are running amok. And that's where the gap is. Where to got it. We got good go- laws in the country. We got them there. They are clear. The failure is the policing and the enforcement and the accountability in the process. For sure, yeah. And 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 that uh, the current situation that we're in and the, and what we've been through over the last uh, uh, ten or fifteen years is is uh, this negative spiral. So what happens is the qualified plumber who employs people on a permanent basis, who invests in his staff with training, who takes on apprentices, who has inv- invested in uh, plant and equipment and vehicles and that sort of thing, is out in the market competing against somebody who hasn't done all those sort of things and therefore their their costs are, are a lot lower and they uh, they just take people on on a casual basis on a job by job basis they uh, don't necessarily have insurance in place they don't necessarily pay all their statutory things like UIF and uh, taxes and VAT and that sort of thing uh, and so what happens is the let's call it the legitimate plumber uh, competes against this unqualified person uh, who's at a lower rate. So eventually the qualified person starts losing out more and more and more work. So the qualified person has to do something to keep his business going. So he then starts changing the type of material that he's using and he starts changing the type of installations that he does and he starts changing the way he employs people and the way he pays people and the way he invests in his people. And uh, eventually he's able then to drop his costs. Mm. The unqualified person then just drops his price a little bit more. And so we start getting into this negative spiral where the quality of work goes down, mm. the, the standard of material used goes down, uh, and, and it just be, it's a never-ending spiral. There's no bottom to this unless there's, there's uh, somebody that intervenes and stops it and says, no, you know, you have to, you have to comply to these minimum criteria. And, that, and that's an important thing that we often forget is these are minimum criteria. So we're not even at the moment complying to the minimum criteria. And, and to be dead honest with you, the way our legislation, as Lee said, we've got very good legislation, but it's not set up in, in, in a way that, uh, that adequately protects the plumber and uh, and ensures that the plumber is able to grow their business successfully, charge the type of rates. And we're not talking about overcharging. We're not talking about price gouging and that sort of thing. But charges a, a, a rate. It's a sustainable rate. That's a great, thanks, Lee. A sustainable rate to be able to grow their business, invest in their people, and in that way, invest in the economy of South Africa exactly. and grow the economy of South Africa. And if you look at at the, the local South African manufacturers that have fallen by the wayside uh, where we've lost thousands of jobs over the last number of years with local manufacturing um, being decimated. And a lot of that is to do with non-compliant, cheaper non-compliant product coming into South Africa that has a real material effect 
on uh, the the those manufacturers, and then a downward effect onto ultimately onto the consumer who's getting a um, substandard product, sure. substandard installation, et cetera, et cetera. So it's really important that legislation supports and empowers the plumbing industry. So we, we were talking about um, challenges now um, and, 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 and the downward spiral that you're talking about. Uh, let's talk about the challenges uh, in compiling and implementing the five-year strategy. It's... <laughs> Uh, there's challenges every single day. It's not. There's not down to the down to specifics, if you know. Uh, so um, it, it it it's. I think it's the starting point. Starting point is getting everybody onto the same thinking, and we've we I think we've done quite a good job with that specific thing. It's ad, advocating where our long term objective is, and that will break one of the first barriers down. Then it's obviously just trying to bring everybody aboard. You know, kicking and screaming, if you want to put it that way, trying to align them to that specific process. And you know what? It's not, as I said to you, it's there. It's the, the elements are there. It's just tweaking them slightly and, and shifting them and moving them in a specific direction and herding us all in one direction. So, so yes, I, I, I can't think of anything specific, you know, with challenges. I mean, but I don't know if you can think of anything specific. Um, I, 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 without getting into a specific detail, but from a broader context, the elements are there. It's just making sure that we get it in the right direction. So I would say um, probably the biggest challenge is uh, when, especially when you're dealing with government and various different government departments. Uh, again, they have their own goals and objectives, um, uh, which very often are, are politically motivated or politically driven. Um, and they and they change with the politics of the day, where uh, as an industry, um, our goals and objectives don't change with uh, with political changes. You know, they 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 there and they set, and that's that's what we're working towards. So uh, sometimes it's it's a little bit of a challenge uh, to to get them to understand and get them to buy in when they've got their own goals and objectives. But I think in the main, uh, the strategy has been. Ext- extremely well received uh, and I must be honest that uh, that a lot of very senior people in a lot of different government departments uh, municipalities um, and and other organizations are quite quick to grasp what we're trying to what we're trying to explain to them and to understand it and to see the benefits not only for our trade but for the country as a whole all right so Let's get back to the two industry bodies, PRB and IOPSA. What roles will will each of these respectively fulfill in the implementation of the five-year strategy? Yeah, well, I think, as I said earlier on, it, uh, to be clear, it's not our object. It's not our strategy. It's an industry strategy. Mm. Obviously, you need somebody who needs to lead that process. You know, take leadership in that specific guiding everybody in a direction and from a, and I think that's uh, that's from a very broad context um, uh, that's what we take uh, we step into that specific role we, we, we fulfill quite a bit in that specific thing but we bring a lot of the other stakeholders in that specific stream along and guide them in that uh, the direction so I think we, we um, it's more about fulfilling a a, a guiding and then implementation, in other words, kickstart the process, but it should uh, industry should take ownership of that specific process, 
Easier said than done. Let me tell you that. As always. As always. <laughs> but that's the intended objective. So we, we don't want to. It's not about it's not about IOPSA and not about PROB. Yeah. It's about the industry. And the industry needs to own the specific processes. It's the same as the same as going back to proud to be a plumber. We can't own that ownership. Absolutely. Not. You as the plumber needs to own that specific thing. We can only give you the tools to be proud. Sure. Yeah, so I think uh, Lee's hit the nail on the head. It's about creating an enabling environment. So uh, how do we make certain resources, knowledge, skills, that sort of thing available? Uh, and, and really, I think a lot of what we're doing is uh, starting at the real grassroots. So, so we're interacting with schools. Uh, we're interacting with colleges. And we, we, um, we're bringing this, this concept of pride and how important a plumber is and uh, how important the, the, the role is and how good a career you can actually build for yourself as a plumber. So that's really where it starts, even at school level, uh, and then moving through to the college level and the apprentices, uh, and then you know making sure that the, the trade tests are adequate, that the curriculum is, uh, is adequate and that is uh, improved. Uh, and then, as Lee said, uh, providing resources, knowledge, and skills, and that sort of thing to to plumbers, etc., cetera, etc., cetera. and then a lot of interaction with uh, with various different government organisations in terms of ensuring that uh, plumbers, uh, plumbers, and the trade of plumbing and the industry of the of plumbing is recognised and its importance is recognised. You know, uh, just just an example is uh, in the water sector uh, when you talk about the water sector in general. Uh, the plumbers are very often, almost always, excluded from the conversation. So uh, the the water sector ten, tends to start talking about bulk water, and that's that's all they think is important. But uh, somebody's got to put the tap in where the water's got to come out, for sure. Uh, and somebody's got to dispose of that wastewater into the bulk system. So if uh, it's it's trying to get all these various different levels of, of uh, government and uh, different industries to recognize how, Im- how critical the plumber is in the, in, in the country and in the industry and, um, and raising that profile as a really key uh, element to what we're doing. Yeah, I spoke earlier on about the, uh, the bee and pollinating. It's exactly that. It's, mm. it's creating that environment and I think I like to add in, and Brendan just touched on it, uh, is creating the opportunity for you as an industry to buy, uh, buy into it. You know, create yep. that framework and the opportunity that you can say, well, I'll put my name. We spoke earlier on about an initiative that IOPS is doing with, um, yesterday you said uh, nine trade schools, is that right? Yeah, so as an example, there's uh, nine uh, technical schools in Gauteng that offer plumbing uh, they call it civil services. I don't know why they don't just call it plumbing, but anyway, they uh, nine school technical schools in Gauteng that offer that as a subject choice, uh, and we very much involved with them. Again, as I said, it's uh, it's about making resources available, uh, helping raise the standard of education, help raise the technical knowledge of the teachers that are involved. Um, uh, how, how do we how do we uh, tie the the school into uh, the the various colleges that are available that uh, that then uh, uh, youngsters can once have matriculated can move into a proper apprenticeship. How do we tie them in with the plumbing companies in the in the area? 
um, and the manufacturers and the merchants and the retailers. You can help them with um, with books and with uh, manuals and materials, materials and uh, posters and all this sort of thing. You know, it's uh, it's actually quite scary when we were interacting with uh, with the teachers that. Plumbing over the last few years within the school system, the basic education system, had almost become that throwaway subject. Uh, like uh, all the other classes are full, so you must just go and do plumbing. And that's a very, very, very sad state of affairs. And it's the truth. You know that uh, I think Gauteng, uh, this past matric class, uh, there were 58 uh, people that took plumbing. 58. Out of 8,000 odd schools? Yeah, it, it, it really, it's frightening. So then if you start to uh, extrapolate that and you say, well, uh, people are learning plumbing in colleges, but the people that are learning plumbing in colleges don't even have the most basic understanding of plumbing. Uh, in many instances, they have to teach these young people how to use a tape measure uh, or what the difference is between a hacksaw and a wood saw. And I'm not joking. It's literally what, what, what the case is. So then your graduate at higher education level, so your graduate from the college, uh, their knowledge is much lower because the base that they're starting from is much lower. So if we, we need to, we need to uh, uh, firstly make a plumbing more attractive as a career choice for these young people in school and then uplift the standard of education at the school that will allow the college to start from a much higher base and they will produce a much higher caliber uh, graduate at the end of uh, an apprenticeship and that's a key way so th th this is an example of the type of thing that we're involved in and you know very often i think uh, plumbers on the ground are not aware of this type of thing um, and also maybe not aware of the amount of time and effort that goes into uh, trying to address these type of issues but I mean if we if we produce in Gauteng 58 matriculants with plumbing uh, that's something that that really is quite scary it, it it frightened me to be quite honest yeah and, and you just listen to Brendan he just explained a microcosm within the school environment now take that learner who's now pushed through the process, he gets into the formalized industry and then they don't even recognize him as a professional or he, they just, <laughs> so you can understand it's not just that wheel. There are numerous of wheels that are in this process that all have to knit together to actually achieve an outcome. Yeah. And, and again, uh, that is where the document came from is to pull all these elements together to get this, alignment of thinking is that put all these keys and uh, all these cogs and put them and align them up and make sure that they are greased and pulled together from that that uh, that um, from the perspective that they all align and run together that we produce the right plumber that comes out that we we as in sector can be proud of yeah it's uh, there, there's no silver bullet there really is, and that we've we've come to recognise that there is definitely no silver. There's no one silver bullet. It's not uh, the, this engine is not running uh, as it should, uh, and it's not like we can pull out one spark plug and replace it with a brand new spark plug, and then all of a sudden the engine's going to work. No, the oil needs to be changed. All the spark plugs need to be changed. The 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 
I don't know, the fan belt needs to be changed. It's that's that is that is really the situation. People need to understand this is an industry, and it's a system. It, it it's it's not as if you fix one one thing that everything in the industry will be fixed. No. We've got to address a number of issues along the whole uh, value chain. That uh, that's the only way that we're going to yeah. fix things. Yeah, so it's 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 uh, sorry, Bella. Uh, Brendan makes a very important point. It's that, and and from the from the plumber's perspective, you know, uh, Brendan said that they don't realise the elements that happen, you know, and they just ex- they they have this mindset that. Why don't you just do that? It doesn't work that way. There's too many other cogs that you don't see that feeds into that specific process. Like, why don't you just get rid of the bucky plumbers? Well, you know what? It's not as simple as that. There's a whole machine that comes behind it. It becomes, uh, uh, it's starting off right from the bottom all the way to the legislative environment, Mm. to you as a plumber yourself, uplifting your skills, your professionalism, your pride within yourself just before wrapping up this conversation have a listen to this we'd like to encourage our audience to follow articulated plumber on instagram and facebook to learn more about any exciting and interesting news that we may have our handle on both instagram and facebook is articulate it plumber so lee and, and and brendan i want to thank you for having joined me in studio again i did so at the beginning when i introduced this episode uh, I want to thank you for the information that you've shared with us. Um, any last words from either one of you to the audience? Yeah, I think I think the only thing uh, that I would say is that you know, um, and I, we've been touching on it all the time. It's not it's not about us, PRB or our ops. It's we as an industry. We got to work together to achieve this, uh, that objective. You know, and and it starts with the plumber on the ground. Start uplifting yourself. Start looking at yourself differently. Start looking at the bigger picture. Don't don't just be narrow focused on it's all about me. Think about us as an industry. Think about uh, the uh, the bigger the bigger picture. Yes, it is. We understand it's about you. It's uh, but don't think about the bigger value proposition because if you if you address the bigger value property, uh, proposition as an industry, you will get that value as well coming through to you. Absolutely. Yeah, from our side, just to all the plumbers in South Africa, is just to firstly say thank you for the for the hard work that they're doing and that they're keeping the water flowing in in our country. But um, own that and and be proud of that and and stand up and uh, and and uh, believe in yourself and believe in your industry and believe in your in your trade. Uh, that that it that it really is one of the most critical trades in the world, and it really, really, really. Uh, is going to be uh, impactful in how the world faces the challenges ahead of that. And be be proud of that and stand up and, and own it and be proud of it. Thanks, Estate Gentlemen. That concludes part two of this episode in which we have discussed the plumbing five-year strategy as driven by the PRB, IOPSA, and of course, various other stakeholders within the plumbing industry. Thanks for having tuned in. Make sure to read more about the PIRB on our website at pirb.co.za and on our social media channels like Facebook, Twitter and Instagram.